this morning. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of preaching, Lord. I ask you now, God, to stand in me so that preaching will be done, Father. Use me, Lord God, like never before. And I pray, Lord, that you would open the eyes and the ears of these, your people, so that we may receive what thus says the Lord. Uh, not by might, not, or not by power, God, but by your Holy Spirit, let preaching be done. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Please stand as we um, read the Holy Scripture. Amen. The Scripture this morning comes from the book of John, chapter 4. We're going to read verse 13 through 26. Coming out of the King James Version. The title of this sermon is simply, The Best Christmas Gift Ever. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, and that you have spoke truly. Then the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know, for we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who was called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, to her I who speak to you am he. You may have your seat. As I stay in the Christmas theme this morning, one may be asking, what does this text have to do with the Christmas story? Tell your neighbor that it has everything to do with the Christmas story. In fact, the whole Bible tells the Christmas story. Yeah, the Bible tells the story of a loving father loving his creation and creation rebelling against the loving father, but the father sending a redeemer to redeem his creation. The Old Testament is filled with types of Jesus who deliver God's people from bondage. Shall I take roll? Verse 13 
Noah brought rest to God's people when he walked off the boat on God's new creation. Jesus brings rest to our soul. Abraham is said to be the father of many nations. Jesus is our everlasting father. Joseph suffered unjustly, but God took him from the pit to the palace to save his people. Jesus paid a debt that he did not owe to redeem his people and died on the cross, but God raised him up. Joseph led his people into the promised land, and Jesus will lead his people into paradise restored. David was a shepherd boy from Bethlehem who killed the warrior Goliath and was chosen by God to be king. And, but Jesus is the good shepherd and the king of kings who defeated death, hell, and the grave. So yes, Christmas is all about giving, all about God giving his people what they need. Christmas is all about God delivering his people from the bondage of sin. Christmas is all about the promise of everlasting life for those who believe. I get frustrated sometimes because the world has made Christmas into the most stressful time of the year. It's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. And instead of celebrating that Christ has come, uh, instead of celebrating salvation, the world has turned it into just a celebration. The world has turned Christmas into a time to get turned up. The, word is, the, wor the, the, the world has caused Christmas to be a time where people go deeper and deeper into debt. But Christmas is not about all of those things. Christmas is about a promise that God has made to his people. Christmas is about a free but costly gift that God has given us. Christmas is about the gift of salvation. The best Christmas gift ever. I have three points I'd like to argue this morning. And they are the woman's need the woman's sin, and the woman's testimony. As we look into the Gospel of John chapter 4, we see that Jesus is on his way to Galilee. And he's on his way to Galilee because he, he found out that the Pharisees were saying that Jesus was baptizing and making more disciples than John the Baptist. And Jesus did not want any drama, uh -huh, so he said, let us go to Galilee. It wasn't quite time for the drama to start, and the Pharisees wanted to start some drama. So Jesus said, we let us go to Galilee. But in order to get to Galilee, he had to go through Samaria. Now, I ask the question, why did he have to go through Samaria? He had to go through Samaria because he wanted to give the best Christmas gift ever. You see, this is important because Samaritans and Jews had no dealings with each other. So Jews would rather take the long route or they would rather go the long route to Galilee instead of going straight through Samaria to avoid Samarians at all costs. If you were a Jew and especially if you were a rabbi, you thought very lowly of Samaritans. Jews and Samaritans hated, hated each other. Samaritans were a mixed race of Gentiles and Jews, but they claimed to be the true descendants of Abraham. 
Samaritans even built their own place of worship on Mount Gerizim. They built their own temple. And they pretty much came up with their own form of worship, their own form of Judaism. And that's one of the reasons why the Jews despise Samaritans. And the Samaritans despise the Jews as well. It's almost like in America in the 50s and 60s how we have blacks only and whites only. You had the water fountain for the whites and you had the water fountain for the blacks and blacks and whites did not co-mingle with each other. It's the same thing here in the text. Samaritans had their way of living in their city and Jews lived over here and they had no dealing with each other. But Jesus wanted to break down social, economical and racial barriers to present the best Christmas gift ever. So Jesus travels 20 miles all the way into Samaria to Jacob's well, and he was tired and weary. Tell your neighbor he was 100% God and 100% man. It was about 12 in the afternoon, the hottest part of the day, and a woman shows up to draw water. Now this woman right here wasn't any old kind of woman. But this woman right here was off the hook. According to my research, she was a immoral woman. In today's terms, she would be nothing but a hood rat, hood rat, hoochie mama. She was a social outcast amongst the social outcasts. And she came to draw water during the hottest part of the day to avoid all other Samaritan women who would come to draw water. But how many of you know that Jesus loves the hoochie mamas too? He came to save the intellectuals like Nicodemus, and he came to save the hood rats like this woman too. Jesus being tired and thirsty from his journey, he asked the woman for a drink of water. I can see it now in my sanctified imagination. When Jesus asked her for a drink, she turned her head with an attitude and said, How is it that you, a Jew, ask of a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritan. This woman right here was getting a little saucy with Jesus. This woman right here was a little hot sauce. But we learned that Jesus came to break social, racial, and religious customs to bring the best Christmas gift ever. So he didn't get an attitude with her, even though she got an attitude with him. You see, this gospel that we preach is the gospel for all men. It's a gospel for white men. It's a gospel. It's not just a gospel for white men. It's not just a gospel for black men nor Hispanic men. It's not just a gospel for Asian men, but this gospel is for all men. Uh, I'm reminded of the song they sung when I was a kid. Jesus loves the little children. All the little children of the world, red, yellow, black, and white, we are all precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. This gospel that we preach breaks the chains of racial inequality and racial injustice. Only the preached gospel can change the heart of the racist. 
Only the preached gospel can change the heart of the bigot. The gospel that we preach is for all men because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we all need a savior. And that is the best Christmas gift ever. And this is what Jesus came to give this woman. The best Christmas gift ever. Can I ask a question? Anybody in here received the best Christmas gift ever? Is there anybody in here that's been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb? If you've been redeemed by the precious of the Lamb, then let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I have been redeemed. I have been bought by the precious blood of Jesus. This brings me to my first point, the woman's need. As we go back into our narrative, Jesus tells the woman, if you only knew the gift of God, you know Jesus is the reason for the season. And who it is who says, give me a drink. You would have asked me, you would have asked him, and, we, and he would have given you living water. You see, this woman here did not know Jesus. She didn't know that Jesus was the reason for the season. She didn't realize that Jesus had everything that she needed. And what she needed was everlasting life. You may be here today and you're searching for meaning and you're searching for purpose. God says what you're looking for, I got what you're looking for. If you're thirsty, oh, so thirsty, I have that living water for you. So this woman still did not fully understand what Jesus was talking about, and she begins to question Jesus. She says, uh, is Jesus greater than Jacob who gave us the well? Then Jesus tells her in verse 13, Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Here again, Jesus addresses the very need of the woman by highlighting her physical need for water. She was tired tired of coming to draw water in the heat of the day. She was tired of the hustle and the bustle of life. So she says, if Jesus can meet my physical need and make my life easier, I want this magic living water that Jesus is speaking of. So she says in verse 15, sir, give me this water so that I may not thirst or come here to draw. But the water that Jesus was talking about was not physical water. This water here, you can't receive living any old kind of way. But in order to receive this free gift, some sin needed to be addressed. In order to drink of this water, she couldn't be a hood rat, hood rat, hoochie mama. Which brings me to my second point, the woman's sin. Verse 16 tells us, go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. And that you spoke truly. 
For some of y'all that say shacking is not in the Bible, here it is right here. The woman was living with a man that was not her husband. And I already told you that she was an immoral woman, so you know that they were not just roommates. Can a man take fire to his bosom and not be burnt? I said, can a man take fire to his bosom and not be burnt? Tell somebody, you better get it right. You better get it right. You see, Jesus addressed this woman's sin. And if you want to receive the best Christmas gift ever, consider what Jesus told Nicodemus. He told Nicodemus, you must be born again. If you want to receive this living water, you must recognize who the living water is. If you want to receive this living water, you must ask for it. Repent of your sins and receive it. You must put your faith in Christ and Christ alone. Then and only then you can receive this living water. And when you receive this living water, you'll look at your hands and your hands will look new. You'll look at your feet and your feet will look new. When you receive this living water, you become a new creation. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Paul calls it a new creation. Jeremiah calls it a new heart in Jeremiah 24 and 7. Ezekiel calls it a new spirit in Ezekiel 36 and 26. Jesus said you must be born of the spirit in John 3 and 5. You see, Jesus came, this, came to give this woman the best Christmas gift ever, a new life in Christ. You're here today and you want a new life in Christ. Jesus is here to give you that new life. Now this woman is finally starting to get it, and, and she wants to know how to worship the one and true God. So she says, you Jews worship in Jerusalem, and we Samaritans worship here on Mount Gerizim. Where do we worship? Jesus tells her that you can't put God in a box. God is non-physical. He does not have matter. He's not a person. He's not a place. He's not a thing. He's not a solid liquid or a gas. But God is omniscient. God is spirit. God is omnipresent. He's all knowing. He's omniscient. Amen. He's all powerful. He's the God right here at New Beginnings. He's the God in Germany. He's the God in Clovis. He's the God in Ferguson, Missouri. He's God everywhere, and he can be worshipped everywhere. God is spirit. And in order to worship him, you must be born of the spirit. And when you're born of the spirit, you'll know the truth of who he is. And only then you can worship him. In spirit and in truth. Can't worship God any old kind of way. Then the woman says to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. And when he comes, he'll tell us all things. Jesus told her, I who speak to you am he. In other words, he said, I am the I am. In the beginning was me, 
and I was with God, and I am God. In me is life in the light of man. I am the one that shines in darkness, but darkness can't comprehend it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. I am the one that your forefathers prophesied about. I am the Messiah. And once she had an encounter with the Messiah, something changed, which brings me to my third point, the woman's testimony. When you have an encounter with Jesus like that, you ought to want to go tell somebody. Dr. A.D. Wilson said, when God gives you a miracle, it's not just for you, but it's for you to tell somebody. And how many know Jesus meeting this woman in Samaria, that was a miracle. This was the first time that Jesus actually revealed his true nature, and he chose a sinner like her to reveal it to. So don't tell me who God can't use. If he can use the woman in the text, he can use you. Amen. The text goes on to say that that many Samaritans in the city believed in him because of the word that she testified. He told me all that I ever did. Just think of the joy this woman had after having an encounter with Jesus. And this is what Christmas is all about. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. That is why we ought to go tell it. We ought to go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, and everywhere. We ought to go tell it that Jesus Christ is born. And as I close, not only was he born, but he lived a perfect life that we could not live. Walked the streets of Judea and the surrounding regions, casting out demons, healing the sick, raising the dead, giving sight to the blind, and being about his father's business. And then, on a Friday night, on a hill called Calvary, they put a crown of thorns on his head. Blood came streaming down. They beat my Savior unrecognizably. Then they took nails and they put them in his hands. They took nails and they put them in his feet. And there my Savior is upon that cross, suffering, bleeding, and dying for my sins and for your sins. But you know that's not how the story ends. But they put him in a ball tomb. But early on Sunday morning... The Father raised him up from the dead. And right now, I said right now, he is with the Father making intercession for you and for me. That is why you ought to come drink from the living water. You ought to come drink so that you are thirst no more because the living water regenerates you and makes you brand new. The living water justifies you and makes you not guilty. The living water adopts you and makes you a son of God. The living water sanctifies you and separates you from sin and dedicates you to God. The living water is what you need if your soul is thirsty 
come and drink. You've been looking for love in all the wrong places. Come and drink. You tried multiple sex partners, but sex didn't satisfy. Come and drink. You tried gin and juice, Hennessy and Coke, Patron and pineapple juice, but it left you thirsty. Come and drink. Come and drink from the fountain of living water. Come and receive the fountain of living water springing up into everlasting life because 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 when you drink from this water you'll thirst no more when you drink from this water what you're searching for you won't have to search no more when you drink from this water you'll receive everlasting life who is the fountain of living water his name is Jesus, Mary's baby, Jesus, born in a manger, Jesus, wrapped in swaddly clothes, Jesus, the son of man and the son of God, Jesus, my cornerstone, Jesus, my rock in the weary land, Jesus, he's bread when I'm hungry, water when I'm thirsty, his name is Jesus. He's Ezekiel's will in the middle of the will. His name is Jesus. He's a rock in a weary land. His name is Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. Do I have a witness? If anybody in the room that has tasted the living water, is it sweet? Is it sweet? Is it sweeter than the honey? On a honeycomb. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Will he pick you up? Will he turn you around? Will he place your feet on solid ground? I'm happy today. I said I'm happy. I'm glad. I'm glad today because he saved me. I'm glad today because I received the everlasting water. Is there anybody in the room that's happy like me that's received the everlasting water my life is sweet my joy is complete because he saved me y'all i'm saved thank god i'm saved thank god i'm saved if you're saved if you're happy put your hands in the air and tell god thank you thank you lord thank you jesus for saving me hallelujah thank you lord for filling me thank you lord for changing me thank you lord for the everlasting water thank you lord for the best christmas gift ever hallelujah thank you jesus did you get it over here did you receive your christmas gift over here what about over here did you receive your christmas gift Hallelujah. What about over here? Did you receive the Christmas gift? I'm glad today that I received the best Christmas gift ever. Hallelujah.